Hello and welcome to Mr. Mike the Podcast, an education and well-being podcast where I talk about my teaching career and journey, share stories from my recent week, tips and tricks to help your well-being that has taken me from stop right now, thank you very much, to stronger than yesterday. If you get a moment, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. This week's episode is called What Plan? Just to let you know that the episode coming up very soon has got two amazing guests, the Teacher's PT and the Teacher's Health Coach, where we're going to be talking about saying no and getting more time back in your life. I hope you enjoy the episode. Happy listening. Yay, another podcast episode. Um, It is Sunday the 5th of March. I think it's Sunday the 5th of March. 2022 i thought i'd add some date checks in here so that in a few years if someone's listening back they realize when it was recorded though i think it maybe posts the date with the podcast episode anyway it's sunday and i used to absolutely loathe sundays <laughs> if that if you can identify with that and say hi um, because I used to hate waking up on a Sunday because I had so much school stuff to do, and I would wake up and be like, "Oh my goodness!" As soon as I get out of bed, I'm gonna have to literally make my breakfast and then get the laptop open and start planning or making resources or typing up observations from tapestry or something like that. Whereas today, I've woken up, I had a leisurely breakfast, then I went to the gym and went for a swim, and did my gym session. Went up town a little walk, got a coffee. And uh, that was before 12 o'clock. And then just came back to the house. And I'm trying, trying, trying to get to the bottom of this wash basket. Clothes. Sweet Lord above. And um, and just get things nice and clean. And then I, I've got this thing for candles at the minute. Is anyone, well, if you like your candles, you know, I've got a tip. Do not have too many scented candles around the place. Because I'm telling you now, I made that mistake a few weeks ago. And I felt like I had had a few bodies. And I was like, oh, okay. Too many different scents going on in here. Let's open the window. So I've got the candle on, trying to chill out because I still get this Sunday dread. Even though Monday's always going to come, so you can't change it. And Monday's always Monday. Nothing, And it's never that bad. What, you're just going to go to work and do the usual? But you're filled with this dread of, oh no, I've got this, 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 and this to do. And so like I was saying in one of my other podcast episodes, what I do is I've got this like calendar booklet thing I bought from. Now, there's so many different names for this shop, but please tell me you know what, what shop I'm referring to. Some people call it Flying Tiger. Some people call it Tiger Tiger or something like that or The Flying Tiger. There's one in our local like shopping mall thing. And it has one like where it's got like a week to view, A4 size. And I love it. I look through our like monitoring schedule at work or things that I need to get done. And I've got this like notebook and I write, just write down, I've got all of it up into different things that um, are coming up and the different sections are like teacher, my teacher things I need to do, classroom stuff I need to do, art door, outdoor stuff, art, outdoor stuff and um, leadership. And then in there, that filters through into my diary, that calendar to view thing and then into my weekly can-do can-do list because I hate to-do lists. I know I just said to-do list there by accident because it just slips on strong. Ugh, because you never get to the bottom of it and it just makes you feel terrible. So my can-do list, I like plan it out across the week to see what's achievable. And 
I used to like plan in loads of things because well, I want to get all this done and that is not believable and then you just make yourself feel terrible because you've not done everything that you set out to do so only like choose maybe two or three different things but then I think of okay what energy is it going to take to do these as well what's the most pressing thing that I need to get done it's good. I've got really good at and I can't remember the word and you I know you're all thinking it right now um of saying what is the the biggest thing that I need to get done most significant thing that I need to get done and then um planning it in and that just helped so it's the first Sunday in a while where the Sunday dread has not been as bad as it was a couple of weeks ago so we had half term yes we had half term and it was my birthday I turned 36 eek and I made the life-changing decision that every man does and I've grown a beard and it's okay at the minute I'm just trying to trim it and keep it short um, I do one of those strangly looking things. But um, just, yeah, bit of a bit of a change. Half term was fantastic. I went home to Northern Ireland, spent time with my family uh, back there and my friends and um, went on a couple of 10K walk- walks. I'm underselling myself there. Went on a couple of 10K runs, which was fantastic because I've got a half marathon coming up this year. Ah! And absolutely loved it. Another big thing that's happened recently i got into a swimming pool and started swimming again for the first time in 12 years 12 years the last time i was swimming i worked in america and i had a lifeguard test when i was out there and i had to get in a swimming pool but then everyone was getting a swimming pool all summer i hated it because i was like what was i at the time 19 stone and then after that of course with the teacher well-being blah 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 i was up to 21 stones there was no way i was getting in a swimming pool so it's taken me the past two years to get to the point where I've lost a good amount of weight, like over five stone now, where I'm like, right, get in that swimming pool. And I've absolutely loved it. I'll, I'll not even undersell it. Whenever I knew when I knew I was going to do it, it was half term and it was the day before I turned 36. And I was like, right, let's end the, these, this five years off your 30s by doing something significant, like getting into the pool. So like insecurity would have stopped me and stuff like that there. And I got in and did about... 15 lengths, I think it was, of the pool. And I felt amazing. I even got into the steam room after. Like, what is that? And when I was walking home, I had my headphones on. And I uh, I was almost, almost overcome with emotion that I had done that. There's another, like, tick, yes, in the right direction of doing things for me. Then I thought of, well, what's led me to that? It was the past two years of saying no and claiming back my time. And, and for me, and putting value into my life with, you know, going for something like an evening walk, which was unheard of for me. It'd be literally get home from work, quickly eat some dinner, something that I've just like bought from the shop on the way there, pizza probably, and uh, get the laptop open and get going and maybe make two coffees during the evening. Goodness, no, not now. Well, my last coffee I always have before too. And like it's taken all that time to get to that point. And then now I know that I've got that little tick thing, like well, what's the next challenge? What's next for me, for my life, you know, in my fitness um journey but ever since then i've started going swimming like all the time so last the week before last i went swimming so i started going swimming that friday and then i went swimming another four times and then when i went back to work i had the first two days back i was so i put myself into such a stressed out mode because we're having this like eyfs monitoring week just to help subject leads and i don't know i was just overcome with you know, wanting everything to be great and stuff like that there to help the foundation subject lead to see their subject and blah, 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 blah. But 
a good friend and colleague helped me like think out and really I didn't need to put myself through that much stress. And then along came Thursday and for the first time ever, 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 for the first time in forever, I went to the gym before work. What even is that? I got up. So I'm I'm a morning person, by the way. I know there's people rolling their eyes at this, but I am a morning person. And I got up past five, had my breakfast, which was overnight oats that I'd left in the fridge. <laughs> Where else are you going to leave them? <laughs> uh, with blueberries and strawberries and stuff like that. Ate it, and then I went to the gym and went swimming before work. I even sat in the sauna. Now, it was half past six, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm sitting in the sauna here, not, you know, rushing things together and going to work. And I'm not even joking you. See, whenever I went to work that day, my TAs in my class were like, this is the best mood we have seen you in ages. I was like bouncing around the place. Like, whoa, yeah, come on, everybody. Let's go to the beat. Bow, bow. And like, I think I was maybe a little hyper, but I think it's just because I'd done something for myself before work. And like, I would love, listen to this, I would love to go to the gym on a Monday before work. It's never, well, I'm not going to say never. Never, ever, ever, ever felt so low. By the way, I've had messages from people saying that they love all the 90s and early 2000s music references. So I'm just going to like keep them coming. I've got this idea of going to, for a swim on a Monday before I go to work. How would that set the week up? That's what I think. How would that make my Monday feel then? The fact that I'm not getting up and rushing to get into work and stressing about provision and stuff like that. And what I've thought about, I will get into this week episode in a minute. What I've thought about is that I used to spend all this time setting up all these new enhancements and stuff, but really, there's no point because too much is too much. Too much of something is bad enough. The Spice Girls had it right. You know, too much is just too much. And the children won't see it or they will not do what you want them to do with it if it's an enhancement, like an activity or a challenge or something. So just little drips, like I've said, and I say it to myself all the time, Dan, little drips and the children bring the wave of imagination. And that's helped me focus what today's... Focus, please, as if I have focus. That's going to help that's helped me think of today's episode, which is called What Plan? Because, yeah, we all have our planning. And then I just wanted to share with everybody that the best... Let me count. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, sabotaging is not good. I'm not wearing my glasses. The best five ideas this term since Christmas that have come from... The children, not me. And they've inspired so many amazing things that's happened in the classroom. So I thought I'd share them with you. Um, what else? Uh, amazing things that's happened this term. We did a week on, we looked at Healthy Teeth, Happy Smiles, because Leicester Council, Leicester City Council, sent our school, and I assume they sent other schools, like these little bags uh, for Healthy Teeth, Happy Smiles. If you Google Healthy Teeth, Happy Smiles, you should see a website for it. And in there, there was toothpaste, toothbrush, a sand timer, two-minute sand timer, and some leaflets for parents. And I know, based on, like, data and stuff, that Lester actually has an issue with teeth health. So we knew it was something that we wanted to start and cover. They absolutely loved it. We did a rule. So we set it up where we had a book called um, Give Us a Smile, Cinderella, where Cinderella brushes her teeth, but the stepsisters don't. And uh, obviously Prince Charming or whatever it is comes along and looks at their teeth and stuff like that. 
but we then had some a couple of provision enhancements and one was like an adult i call it an adult pop-up you know like a pop-up shop well it's an adult pop-up activity and you sell it to the classic okay i'm going to be over here in this area and we have got these fake teeth and we're going to learn about brushing our teeth and a special word called a cavity my turn your turn cavity <laughs> big word they were loving it and they use it now all the time it's all about you know teeth cavities and stuff so they had that and they looked at the leaflets and looked at the bag and then role played instructions on how you brush your teeth first then next after that first then next after that and then we use that language all the time like referring to i call it the diary of the day which is a pictorial timetable diary of the day diary of the day diary of the day this is the diary of the day hey and then we're like first we have ah. next we have blah. after that we have blah. and we're like, we do it all the time and then i have actually my diary of the day split into two seg segments the morning and then we talk about all oh, this things happen in the morning and then we have the afternoon what comes out after that in the afternoon you're going to go home in the later afternoon and you've got your evening and you go to bed at night time yeah so they absolutely love the brushing teeth thing so we have floor books in our classrooms we've got three because we've got thir uh, three groups of uh, children in the class whenever we look at things like this just so that the smaller groups you can really spend time talking to the children and see what they know and see if you know if they're using the language and the vocab that we want to teach them and uh, in these floor books they had to just all i did was stick two a3 sheets either side and the children had to draw what they understood about healthy teeth Oh, it was brilliant. Like, it was literally their ideas on paper. They had pictures of <laughs> these dark-colored teeth-looking things. And this little girl was like, oh, the teeth are dirty because they've been eating too many chocolate cakes. And we were saying about how, yes, you can eat these things, but you just need to limit it and then make sure that you brush your teeth. Because we want to say, no, you can't have any of this stuff because, please, look at us adults. We love a chocolate cake, don't we? Yes, they absolutely loved it. And what we're doing now at the minute, we've got a theme um, all about space. Well, we've called it Adventure Above and Under the Clouds because then we'll see where we want to go with it. And the children have shown an interest in space. So, and it was also something that we had planned in our long-term um, overview anyway. And the books that we're, we've read so far. So in nursery, they have Whatever Next. So then we reread it to them because 15 of our children in each class come from our nursery and then the other 15 come from different places. So we read that as a bit of retrieval and also it's a story to be familiar with and then add it onto that with an amazing book called The Sea of Tranquility all about a little boy and the moon landing. Oh, I love the pictures in that book. And then we went in to do Good Night, Mr. Spaceman. Fantastic book all about things you need when you're going to go to space and there's a rocket launch and a countdown and everything like that. And then next week we're going to read a book called Look Up all about a little girl called Rocket who loves looking at the stars. And I just, oh, it's such a fantastic book. And then we're going to do a book called Planet, a Planet Full of Plastic. We're going to look at um, recycling and litter. And we want the children to go on a walk of their local area. I'm going to look at the local area on Google Earth. And that'll be a little bit of geography as well. And we're going to go litter picking and then do some posters and all that we can laminate and hopefully put up in some local shops to, you know, promote recycling and to not drop litter don't there's a song from the 90s i remember singing at school i don't know if you if anyone remembers that it was like don't drop litter put it in the bin don't drop litter put it in the bin anyway so that's what we are getting up to so far at school so let's get into the main segment of today's podcast 
What plan? Okay, so what plan? Recently I found that, and I've noticed over the years anyway, that I could do all the planning in the world, but the best ideas, and we know this, come from the children. And they think of ways to use, that's why I love open-ended resources and stuff in the classroom and blank tables and stuff like that. There are areas where things aren't overly set up, more set out for them, is that they always bring the best ideas. And I thought I would share some of the best ideas that I've encountered just since January in my class. Now, we all have the Pinterest screenshot haul of maybe one day ideas. <laughs> I was going through my phone recently and I saw like ideas that I'd screenshot for like activities and things. And I was like, I'm never going to remember that or do that. And then I remembered that I had a Pinterest. I forgot all about Pinterest. And I went on and I'd saw the, where I'd spent ages like, do they call it pinning? Yeah, because it's like a pin board. Yeah. Hence Pinterest. Do Dan. Um, all these ideas and I never used it. <laughs> like I said to my friends, do any of you have like Pinterest screenshot or links saved of maybe one day and that day will never come. So if you've got them, please leave me a comment or something and let me know that you are or like tweet me or like Facebook. Um, leave a comment on my Facebook page if you do the same. Now, one of the best ideas, this term that has come from the children is... Oh, I'm calling it puppet show. So I've got this thing in the classroom called my wow wall, which is just a tall piece of cardboard. It was quite big that I painted wow wall on at the top and attached some string and pegs. And there you go. Wow wall. It's now moved on to a, um, you know, like a trellis. And I've cut the wow wall bit off the cardboard thing in this and pegged it on the top because um, it was cardboard. It wasn't going to last forever. Just wanted something a bit more permanent. And when we do review our wallets, normally in that like 10 minutes when they're washing their hands and stuff, getting ready for lunch. And when we key it in, I've got a disco ball on the wall. We like click the disco ball in and we play Kylie Minogue Wow. And we're like, you've got it. Wow, 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 wow. You've got it. Wow, 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 wow. And then we share some of the work on the wow wall. And it was a great way of getting children who are still working on name writing. Please remember to label your work, but don't write on your work. Like, I've got loads of post-it notes. You know, like, the larger post-it notes? Not the little small, like, QB-looking ones, but the long ones. Them so they've got enough name, enough room to write their name on there. I remember years ago thinking, oh, my goodness. I would be, like, in provision. I knew that so-and-so had to work on, like, I don't know, writing single words or, like, a caption. I'm getting to write directly onto their work, onto the picture. And I was like, well, you don't walk into an art gallery and, like, you know, what's her name? What's that woman called? Oh, the Mona Lisa. And like, you know, the word lip is beside her mouth because the teacher knew you could write CVCs with an arrow pointing to it. So if I'm going to get them to write it, but I'll make it more, um, it'll be meaningful. Like, well, so we've got a gallery and if you're going to put your work up, oh, let's think of what we could write down here to tell people what's on your picture. Or you can write a short caption if you want to. So we've got like caption stems out for them. It is uh, just to help them. But anyway, on the wow wall, they can pick anything they want on there. And if, if a child comes over, for example, to show me something that they've done, like this puppet this uh, child had made, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Can you tell me about it? How did you make it? What did you use? Where did the idea come from? And um, stuff like that there. And 
whenever they're going put it over in the wild wall, I'll be like, oh, so-and-so has made this fantastic puppet on the wild wall. Go and have a look. He's got it. And they all go, wow, 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 wow. Anyway, so I was reviewing the wow wall and this child had made a puppet. And the child came out to the front and they were like, can I tell everyone how I made it? Because I had asked them earlier how they made it. And I was like, oh, wow, go for it. So this child gave the most amazing set of instructions on how they had made the puppet. And then I was like, would anyone else like to make a puppet? Oh, my goodness. All these hands were like going up. So we had a pop-up puppet place. Basically, we put this child's puppet on a picture frame and just left it in the creative workshop area. And all those resources are there anyway. But we, we were just signposting where the resources were because it's part of continuous provision. And because this child has spent ages talking everyone through it, and it was one of their friends, uh, goodness me, we had tons of puppets. So then we were like, oh, we've got a puppet show that we bought at the start of the year, like a puppet show thingy that you, well, do puppet shows on. But it hadn't been built yet. So I took it out one lunchtime, and I was doing lunch duty, and had a screwdriver out, and me and some ch- I was like, who wants to come over and help me make the puppet show? And some children come over, they helped me put the pieces together, we used the screwdriver, you know, they did some of it, and then I finished it, because, you know, it needed tightening and stuff like that. So then they, they were involved in the Make Another Puppet Show, and then we used their puppets, of course, to put on End of Day Puppet Show, which they absolutely loved. And then I was like, right, how can we move this on? So let's maybe look at different types of puppets. Like, because uh, the puppets they had made were paper and lolly sticks. Uh, so then we're like, oh, let's look at maybe finger puppets or material puppets where you have to put your like your whole hand in and maybe how could we make a mouth and that sort of thing. And then we looked at some YouTube clips of real puppet shows we looked at Punch and Judy and other puppet shows like that and other, um, some Sesame Street puppets and stuff like that, just to give them some inspiration and ideas. But this went on for over a week and they still talk about it now. And they, you know, there's still some children who make the old puppet too. And the language and storytelling that came out from it from all these puppets were absolutely amazing. And we've put them on the wall in the creative area. And when I change that, I'm going to take the puppets down and put it in this like big tin I've got and I'm going to leave it in the book area so that they can play with them again. So that was the puppet show. The second idea I'm calling Winter Fairies. So we were out in the outdoor area uh, in our mud kitchen and the children, what was it they wanted? Oh, chalk. Why did they want the chalk? Oh, we have these black slate things that you can draw on and um, they were looking for the chalk and couldn't find it. And at the same time as they couldn't find them, this child had noticed this old wooden door that was nailed halfway up a tree, which I had totally forgotten about because it was like nailed up there maybe two years ago. And she was like, oh, there's a door here. Let's knock it. And they couldn't reach it. And then uh, this other little girl was like, it's the winter fairies. They live in there. And this was all happening whilst they were looking for the chalk. And I just happened to drop in. Well, maybe it was the winter fairies that took this chalk. I think we should check this out. But of course, the, nobody could reach the door to knock it. So then I was like, oh, how could we get to the door? What could we do? And they were like, let's build something. And then they built this like, um, almost like a bridge type thing using the crates and planks. And one child knew to go get this like little mini ladder we've got and they all worked together and share, were sharing their ideas and eventually they were able to climb up and give it a good knock. And they were like, give us our chalk, let us in. <laughs> Which was so funny. And th- th- this was all them, apart from, you know, whenever I made the suggestion of the Winter Fairies, but they had found the door, they were looking for the chalk, they built the path and they got the ladder. And then I was like, right, what will I do? And I was like, it was t- almost time to go in for maths as it right we need to leave them a sign this is never i was doing my teacher thing i'm trying to like move some learning on and 
stuff like that there. And I was like, I think we need to leave them a sign to tell them that we're going to come back and look for this chalk. And we have these, like, we've got these, like, tall whiteboards outside that we can just use every now and then. So we dragged that over. And I was like, what should we, what should we say to them? And the children were like, give us our chalk back. <laughs> give us our chalk back. So we've got a chant going, give us our chalk back. Give us our chalk back. So I was like, all oh, right, okay, let's try and write that. So together we worked to, like, say the word, robot the word, write the word. They wrote it. And then they all signed their names underneath it to say that we were coming back again. Oh my goodness me, it was so good. So then I said, my TA's right, they believe that there's winter fairies out there and that they took our chalk. Let's have a chat with them to see what other ways we could, you know, find out more about these winter fairies. So then the children were like, maybe we could leave them some food to get them out of the door because there's no food out there. So we enhanced the mud kitchen with some, like, because uh, it was winter fairies, we had some ice out there. We had some flour, some oats and things. I had, I got my pestle and mortar out there so they could grind up some Rice Krispies and stuff like that. They were out of date Rice Krispies of mine because I don't like wasting food, but they were out of date and stuff like that to add into their, through their winter food. And then we were getting them to use that language of first, then, uh, sorry, first, now, then, after that, when they were mixing and stuff like that. I was, oh God, they absolutely loved it. And then they started making traps the next day using the crates and some netting they had found to try and get the, to try and trap the winter fairies. So then they'd left the food that they had made at the bottom of this piece of guttering and they built a trap around it to try and catch the winter fairies. It was absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, the week after that, I had COVID and I'd, oh God, the migraines were vile and I wasn't in and they'd supply in and that sort of idea sort of fell by the wayside. But my TAs tried to keep, you know, trying to keep it going. But obviously, because I wasn't there, they had to pick up some of the other work I would have been doing. Oh, it was just so much fun. So that was Puppet Show Winter Fairies. Then there was another one, which I'm going to call Bangle Shop. So we have in the role play home corner area, we had this like tea, tea tree uh, with, uh, well, there's no cups on it. I just put the bangles on there and uh, it was just part of the home role play. And I noticed that they had them all lined up in the carpet one day and the children were like, who wants a bangle? Who wants a bangle? So I just gave them a tray so they could put them on to make it more transportable. They're walking around the classroom, giving out the bangles, pretending to ask for money. Then I was chatting to them and they were like, oh, we could have a bangle shop. And I was like, oh, okay, what do we need in the bangle shop? So they asked for a till, they wanted to make a sign and maybe some posters to draw the different bangles. So we, I sent my TA and some of the children down to the back store and they got a till out. They, they got some coins they, and um, just in the outdoor area, there's a, a big, large whiteboard. And I just wrote bangle shop on it for them. Oh my goodness me, they absolutely loved it. And I was like, right, whenever we're out there, we're interacting with the children, just think of all that language that you would use in the shop. Like, next, please. And how much? And here's your change. And what would you like? And then because all the bangles were different, it was all that language of describing what they look like. You know, all the different colds, gold, silver, sparkly. And looking at the patterns on the bangles. With, you know, what bangle would cost the most? Maybe it's the one with more jewels on it and that sort of thing. Goodness me. And this went on for a week as well. And the little posters that they made, bless them, for the bangle shop were fantastic. Little drawings and stuff. And they, like, stuck them up with some sellotape. <laughs> it was great. And then, moving on, the next one, and calling thank you cards. So one day we were in the dinner hall. I think it, was a, it must have been a Friday. It was either pizza day or uh, fish finger Friday. And they had fish fingers and chips and they had ice cream. And they were, ah, oh, God, the, the smell of it was lovely. And the children were like, this is delicious. We should say thank you to the dinner ladies. And some of the girls in my class love making cards. And then they were like, oh, we should make thank you cards to the dinner lady. That'd be great. 
So whilst they were like putting away their trays, I said to the dinner ladies, the children would like to make you some thank you cards. Says, Can I use my classroom iPad to take a group photo of you all? So what I did was I took a group photo of the dinner ladies. And of course, this is getting them to like appreciate the people in their like local community, like in their local school environment. That it's not just, you know, it's known more of who, so it's just outside our classroom. Looking at their role in school. So then we talked about what all the dinner ladies do and their, their role in school and how they were in from early in the morning to get the dinner ready and how many dinners they actually have to cook. It was like, you know, we're talking 300 plus dinners here. That's a big number. Um, so what I did was I quickly got onto Publisher, uploaded the photo, made a little front frame for the card saying thank you. And then I said to the boys and girls, right, I'm going to have a pop-up, which is, you know, just a pop-up adult enhancement. I'm just going to be in the area. Uh, look at this. You wanted to make thank you cards. Well, here they are. And we talked about what you would say on a card, you know, the usual two so-and-so, and then uh, do you want to write something inside, maybe what your favourite dinner is, maybe you could draw a picture of your favourite dinner, and then from at the end, and from is one of those words, they all write F-O-M, don't they? Because hearing that er is just so, too, uh, difficult for quite a lot of them, so that was a big thing that when we were modelling, I was saying to them, don't forget the er in from, er, ah, mm, and then they wrote their little name at the end, and then, oh my goodness, they were so excited. Before the end of the day, we went down, and the dinner ladies had already went home by this point, but there's a teeny tiny little gap underneath the door. So we like pushed all their thank you cards underneath. And then I like hiked it up all morning. I was like, boys and girls, we're going to go down to the dinner hall. Let's see if the dinner ladies had found their thank you cards. And I love what happened next. So we went down to the dinner hall and the dinner ladies had, had obviously got the thank you cards and blue tacked them to the wall beside the hatch. And I was like, ladies, this is just fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, the boys and girls were beside themselves. They're like, oh, they got our cars and saying thank you for everything that you do in the school and all the dinners you have to make and stuff like that. And I'm telling you now, those trays were cleared. They were, <laughs> they were eating all their dinner that week. And it was just amazing. It was just something like I hadn't had that in the plan. And so many of the children wanted to do it as well. And the last one I'm going to talk about, I'm going to call Ice. Ice, Ice, Baby. Bum, ba, ba, dum, ba, ba, dum, bum. So we were looking at winter, obviously, because it was winter. And talking about, you know, the change and the, the signs of winter outside. And it just happened to be really cold and icy. We had no snow this year. Last year, it was, oh my goodness me. I remember we had a snow day. But obviously, it was 2021. There's no such thing as a snow day anymore. Because we were on lockdown. Get your Google Classrooms ready. I was like, on my Google Classrooms, go outside and play in the snow. Make a snowman. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, so I'm calling it ice. So we went on this walk. And there was this pond thingy down in the corner of our school and it was frozen over completely and the boys and girls were like oh my goodness we're all able to tap it with our hands it was really really hard so I like punched it on the side and we worked as a team to carry the ice back and they couldn't believe this big thing of ice and like they we put it in a tray and they were all touching it and we were talking about it and how cold it was and what was happening to it because it was turning back into water again and why was this happening because we were inside the classroom the classroom was warmer than outside and eventually uh, it would turn back into water again and what did what would we need to do to turn it into ice oh we need to put it in. well some children thought we just needed to leave it outside and some children thought we need to put it into the freezer and someone thought that we could just put it into the cupboard at the back of the classroom because it's got a door like a fridge like a fr sorry like a freezer not a fridge like a freezer and so we did all that and then we talked about it came out the next day and noticed that the one that was in the freezer was uh, still like ice with the one that was outside that was water and the one that was in the cupboard was water as well 
because it wasn't cold enough. And I wasn't actually cold enough that day to get it frozen. So I'd left, uh, there'd been a tough tray as well that was just left flat on the ground outside. And it had water in it from the day before because it's near the water area. And I had forgotten to tip it out. And the children were out playing around it. And they were like, it's not icy out here. It's not icy enough. So this little girl in my class was like, I know what to do. We need to put it in the freezer. So I said to her, right, okay, I want you to <laughs> think of a way to get this tough tray of water into the freezer. And she was like, maybe we need a pot. And she went and got herself a little pot and a funnel. I taught her the word funnel then. And she put the water into there. And she was using one cup. And I went away and came back and came back and saw that she was using two cups. I was like, why are you using two cups? Can you tell me why you're using two cups? Oh, it's quicker. Quicker this way to fill the bottle. And then she decided to fill it with like glitter and stuff in the creative area because she came into the classroom and put it on the table first. And then she said it would look nice when it was frozen. And I, I had not seen this before. Uh, people fill and freezing, well, water with like sequins and glitter and stuff. And she put it in the freezer. And then we, I was out for PPA, but I had said to my HLTA, who was covering my class, um, remember to check it during the afternoon. So went back and checked it. And they had a discussion about how it was just a little bit of ice on top, but there was still water um, under the ice because it hadn't been in the freezer long enough. The next day when they came back, it had frozen. We cut the bottle open from cut the bottle from around it, and it had, had the effect that it made this ice and all these like sequins and glitter inside just looked amazing. So then a few of the other children wanted to do it, and then we had like a bit of an ice investigation to see where the best place would be, building on what they'd done the other day. Um, we had three cups of ice cubes that I bought, and we wanted to see how long the ice could last. We test out the areas again where they said and just reinforcing that language. And oh, they absolutely loved it. And I was like, I'm just loving all the ideas they're coming up with recently. And we you know whenever you encourage it and run with it, like like I say, we have the little drips and the children bring like the wave of excitement, the wave of learning. They were at, oh, they just absolutely loved it. And then this last week, we were um, about to look at Jackson Pollock. But a few days before that, we were, because we started looking at the moon. I've got this massive poster of, like, the moon and space and stuff just in our creative area. I just put up, just, you know, for inspo. And this little girl had put out the black and the white. And I was like, oh, well, can you tell me what you're up to? She's like, I'm going to paint the moon. I need black and white to mix it to grey. And I was like, fantastic. And then she painted it. And then we looked at the poster. And I was like, oh, um what are these little bits called, these little circles? And she called them dots. And then I was like, oh, dots, okay. Yeah, the, the actual name for them are craters. Uh, so the moon is full of craters. and But they do look like dots. And then she remembered that we'd done an artist, we studied an artist in autumn term called Yayoi, who liked to decorate things in dots. And she de had decorated pumpkins and dots as well. So then she was starting to put little dots all over her um moon that she painted and then later on i came back and she'd got another piece of paper and put black all over it and i love in our creative area we've got like spoons things to forks to scrape with and she got one of the toothbrushes and she dipped it in white paint and she was like trailing her finger over it to flick it onto the painting to make loads of little white dots and i was like this is fantastic and i was like wow so then i used that last week to link to jackson pollock and i was like well we're going to be artists and we're going to study an artist this week called jackson pollock and these are the different techniques that he used. And I was like, there's a child in our class who's already like Jackson Pollock. And it was this little girl and she had already used the toothbrush to like spread to like uh, flick the paint and splatter it. And I was like, this is just amazing. And then the children made this like big space scene that um, I wonder if I've got a picture to share. I'll have to share a picture of the space scene they made. It was, I love that they worked together as a team to do that big, a bit of collaborative learning. 
and then they were making like little mini planets and moons and things to stick onto it and i'm going to use that as part of like an outdoor role play area and oh, it's just fantastic isn't that fantastic when that happens so well the point i'm getting at is that there still needs to be that room for yes let's go with it and i used to always be that sort of teacher and i forgot that i'd slightly become too into the right we need to do this 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 because the timetables can be so busy can't they? Especially whenever you have to, there's so many other things to cover these days with the new development matters and early programs of learning and all that stuff that it's so easy to forget that you need to leave that room for here we go. Like, I just, you have to. And whenever it happens, you just have to go with it because that I that's when I'm inspired. When I'm inspired from them, then that makes the job what it is. And that's what they were there for. So, what plan? Who loves a bargain? I do, you do. Let's, <laughs> let's see. Now, this week, I thought I'd share bargains that I find. I've got one bargain. Now, everyone had this Curiosity Cube craze and stuff like that. And I had just, like, a suitcase that I had bits in. But I was in Wilkinson's. And for the price of under a fiver... I got a planting tray. I've just shared this on my Twitter and my Facebook page and my Instagram. It's a, I had a planting tray, a circular one, flat. And then I bought a, is that cleosh? Is that what you call it? Cleosh? For $1.75, you'd have it in a garden over some plants. It's almost like a little mini, mini greenhouse. And I'm going to, it fits inside and I'm going to attach it to the thing using Velcro, which means I can take it off and put it back on again. It's harder for the children to take off. And I'm going to use that as a little curiosity thing, I think, to spark chat. And this week, I'm going to fill it full of things for I Spy, just to have in the, in the reading area, in the book corner. Because so that's where I put, like, a little basket of, pho- basket of phonics stuff for them to do, if they want to. Um, I'm going to have little bits in there that, and a little sentence prompt, which they can also listen to on a talking tin. I can... Sorry, not I Spy. I can see a blank. I can see a blank. And I'll put out some clipboards and some paper for them, even if they want to write what they can see inside them, then yeah. And that was this week's bargain. So I think the tray was £3 and the Cleosh was one seventy-five. So there you go. Bargain of the week. And that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. But before I end, I thought I would do a recommendation for other podcasts that I listen to. So every time I have a new podcast episode at the end, I will share a recommendation. Now, they might be education link or just fun. And my favourite, favourite, favourite podcast is called Right Back At Ya. So if you type into Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, or whatever podcast... Oh, I hope you heard the beep from outside. Beep, beep, toot, toot. Beep, beep. At... Um, Right back at you. Basically, they talk about late 90s and early 2000s pop music. And I absolutely love it. They did a Girls Aloud episode recently. They've covered, covered other classics such as Cleopatra, Precious, Hearsay, Liberty X, Destiny's Child, Alexandra Burke, Jessica Simpson, uh, The Saturdays, uh, The Spice Girls. You name it, they are, they've done it. The episodes are so funny by um, a guy called Joel Babington and another one called David Lim. 
you can find them on Instagram or on Twitter right back at you. I think it's like a pink background with uh, the logo on top. Totally, totally, totally recommend it. It's I listen to it all the time. I've even re-listened to a few episodes. Just never felt a wee bit stressed. And it just, you know, it's nostalgic. It reminds you of that time when that music was out. And, you know, we were younger and our childhood and how great things were. How great music was back then. And it just, you know, takes your mind off things for a while. And also, they are so funny. So, so funny. So, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. It is going to be solid gold. See you next time. Oh, remember, give me a review if you can and subscribe.